What up, y'all? It's DJ NV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome, guys. Now, we are a little late, and the reason being is I was doing a little traveling. Mm-hmm. I was in Detroit early this week. Shout out to everybody in the D. Um, we are actually, I didn't even tell you, babe, we're actually trying to put together a, a live show in Detroit. Uh, I have. What kind of live show? Podcast. Me and you. Oh, really? Yes. Rashawn, something's got to change. I'm telling you now. You have to do better. I'm telling you as I tell the people. No, seriously. I can't be finding I out forgot. about my life with the rest of the world. Well, let me tell you what I'm telling with the rest of the world. Um, shout to Detroit. I do a party. They call it a residency. I guess you could say a residency. It's once a month. Uh, I believe it's the last Tuesday in every month mm-hmm. uh, at a club. It's called R&B Tuesdays. <laughs> you would love it. Uh, if you can make it, you probably would love to go to the next one. It's... It's, I would say, 90% R&B music mm-hmm. the whole night. And it is dope, like a dope vibe, dope everything. It's, mm-hmm. like I said, it's in Detroit. So we were thinking maybe do a podcast earlier in the evening, maybe like five to seven mm-hmm. dinner and then right to the club or something like that. Or five to seven and people could go home, take a shower oh. and then, you know, the the night starts off. It was it was amazing. So shout out to everybody in Detroit. I was there uh, last Tuesday and by the time I got back, we had to run. We're in North Carolina actually right now in bed. We're in bed. What time is it? It's uh, 928 a.m. 9.20 a.m. Uh-huh. on Saturday. Yeah. So we decided we brought the equipment with us and we said we're going to do the podcast. Even if we're a little late, we're going to try to get this bitch out. Mm-hmm. But you were also in Atlantic City. Yeah, I was in Atlantic City as well, looking at properties. Because we could have done it early. It's not just because you were in Detroit. We didn't do it Monday. We didn't do it Tuesday. Because you were away. We didn't do it Wednesday. You were away all those days. And then Thursday when I got back, I had to run to Atlantic City. So I've been running. I've been running running. crazy. So, okay, I'm not not going to, um, I'm not going to hold you to this one. Right. This is the first late podcast of the new year. Absolutely. And, you know, and what people don't understand is, is Gia and I have the type of personality when we do something or when we're into something we overdo it so like if gear gets into <laughs> um, i'll just say like a, a bag or a, a something like that she will google a bag she will look it up on purse bop she will look it up on um the internet the back net the front net the side net she'll be outside <laughs> your house that's what we're into if gear's into if it's a kid's birthday party and she wants to plan a certain theme gear will be on every way possible for like 30 days straight <laughs> and I'm the same way when it comes to something I'm interested in and, and now it's real estate. Yeah, we're definitely overdoers. I'll go over and beyond. Oop, that's my wake up, my uh, 9.30 wake up. I will, off. Go ahead. We'll go over and beyond for that and that's how I am with the real estate. You know, like I know Gia's about to go. You are a little overdoing it. I love it though. It's 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 not only do I love it, it's the fact that we're creating something for our kids. Yes. And that makes me feel amazing because, you know, I look at all these rich people and wealthy people and they leave stuff for their family, leave stuff for their kids. And not just, you know, when I die, you got my house or when I die, you got this, you know, whatever my life insurance policy is. A lot of people really create this wealth so that their kids, 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 kids are great. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm getting at. And that's why I'm pushing real estate for so many different people. And I want people to know that real estate, people always get nervous about real estate and I know this is not the real estate podcast or even real estate, but I just want people to know that you can make a lot of money in real estate just as long as you buy under market value, way under market value. If you buy it for market value, you can get hurt. But if you find a property that's on auction.com, hubzoo.com, and some of those sites that you can get a property for way under, and, and sometimes people say, well, if it's way under, it's beat up. That's not necessarily the case. You know, we found properties that really only needed a little paint. You know, really only needed a little buffing of the floors. And this was so far under market value that we did great with. So just keep your ears open. If there's a seminar that comes around your area, definitely check it out. I always tell people, buy a book, Google online. There's so many free things if you just can't afford it. Just educate yourself. Absolutely. Because educate I think yourself. there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to real estate. And it seems so far removed uh-huh. from most people's lives and what seems realistic to them. And I think a lot of it is a lack of experience, a lack of education on that topic. Um And again, people are just scared. It's scared. Like when it comes to investing your hard earned money and, you know, putting for, you know, some older people, your nest, your nest egg into one venture and hoping that that 
goes well and hoping that it is profitable and it does what you want it to do. That's that's daunting. Right. That's daunting. And I understand people that can afford it or maybe do have a little bit of savings or are able to work towards it. I understand their reluctance to do so, Uh you know, so um, I think that it starts with people. Just like you said, you know, you start by Googling about it, right. you go to the websites, you you do your research, you see what it takes, you Absolutely. see how to get a loan, and maybe that'll increase your comfortability and open your minds a little bit more to it. Because, you know, for our community, it just, for a lot of us, it just seems as though it's not really within our grasp. Correct. So I do want to say I'm proud of you oh, for- not just what you're doing um, for our family, mm-hmm. but for encouraging people to chase that same dream. Absolutely. You know, well, because, thank you. yes, because you, like, you know, we talk amongst ourselves and you really do want to strengthen the community. You really do want people to go out there and get that right. information. And I know that you're big on, you know, black people owning mm-hmm. and being their own bosses and working for themselves and not always having, not always, but you know, in some circumstances working for other people, but you know, just creating that strength in our own communities. Right. And that really is important. And I know personally that that's important to you and that's Absolutely. a passion of yours. And that's just something that, you know, you, you always talk about, like you, you want us to have a stronger presence. So I'm, I'm really glad that, you're out there really trying to encourage people to do what you're doing and realizing like, listen, you don't have to be rich to do this. Right. You know, you can get a loan. You can, you can really make this happen. If you're about your business, if you're ambitious, if you're responsible, if you're determined, like you can really make this happen. So, you know, I, I look at you and I'm like, wow, in my own private thoughts, I haven't really said this to you, but you know, you're you're an you're you're an uplifting person, thank and you. I'm proud of you for that. Well, thank you very much, baby. You're welcome. I appreciate that compliment. I love you. I love you. Um, I want to do the the podcast a little different, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, first, I want to talk about something that me and you talk about that a lot of people don't, and a lot of people don't do it. And I just want to put it out there, right? So if hold on, you, are we doing our emails? No, 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 not, no, no, not now. But you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. the emails no, no, from the gonna, podcast, we're right? We're gonna do the email second. I'll explain. Oh, because you just said you're gonna remix it. I just want to make sure we get no, to no, our no. emails. We're okay, gonna, we're gonna, we still do the emails. Um, if you know, if you listen to the podcast, or if this is the first time you're listening, you know, Gee and I, we have five kids. We have a 17 year old, a 15 year old, a five, a five, a four, and a two. Um, and we talk about spoiling our kids a lot and people, you know, sometimes they say, well, we don't spoil our kids. I don't even like that word. Well, we, I, I would mean, say some spoil. Pe- no, we don't. Well, we're going to have to have that conversation well, well, right you, now. What then. do you consider spoil? I consider spoil where, where I would say, uh, giving the kids things outside of their quote unquote needs. I consider as spoiling. Okay. To me. Well, that's the wrong word. And that's, that is the definition of a misconception okay. and people throw words around and they do it because it's used generally and it's not accurate. I don't like spoiled kids. So, all right. So what I do you- don't, when I see spoiled kids and they behave in a spoiled manner, it's a turnoff. So what's and the our definition? kids are not spoiled. Think about the word, the word spoiled. Uh-huh. The word spoiled means that something is ruined. Okay. So, the idea of spoiling a kid means that you give them so much that their perception they of the world okay. is ruined. So what they word would you use? They take things for granted. Mm-hmm. They um, aren't appreciative and they behave entitled and ungrateful. So what word would you And use? our kids are the opposite of that. Um, we give our children what they deserve. So which that's the actual opposite of spoiled. Like, for instance, you take Logan um, for for example, I was out to lunch with um, with a friend. She's a new friend. We just um, it was our first lunch together and our boys go to school together. Uh And she said, you know, it was so nice. Logan slept over the house and he was so mannerable and so respectful as her son was when he came to our house. Okay. She said, you know, I walked into the room in the morning and he woke up and was like, you know, good morning, Mrs. So-and-so. How are you? And um, she said, you know, when other boys sleep over, it's just like, hey, 
And that's how they speak to adults. Logan is very respectful. And we were talking and um, I said, you know, it's funny because Logan's father, you, (laughs) I said, he's a sneaker person and he'll he'll buy as many sneakers as he can afford because that's just your thing. That's something that you like. You've always been into sneakers. Used to. You, what do you mean used to? I don't to? really do sneakers like that. What, as of like, what, three and a half weeks ago? Stop it. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> so I said, you know, when Rashawn goes shopping for sneakers, he'll buy for himself, he'll buy for me, he'll buy for the kids. I said, but Logan, even though his father is like that, he's not into it. He can have a new pair of sneakers as often as he likes because that's, you know, right. what his father is. I said, but Logan's a type of kid. You can give him a pair of sneakers in September when school starts. And if you let him have his way, he'll wear that same pair of sneakers throughout the entire year. Correct. And never even ask for another pair. Logan is having like a little bit of a growth spurt and he'll out start to outgrow his pants and not even say, hey, mom, I need new pants. I'll have to look. I'll look at him and be like, um, you don't think that, you know, those pants are turning into high waters. You thought it was OK to walk out the house like that. Go back upstairs and change. Put on a new pair of pants. And Logan's mentality is, I don't care. Nobody right. cares. Who cares? No, he doesn't care. Yeah, He doesn't. He's not into things. When you were 15, when I was 15, we were like we were together. We were into our clothes and right. into this. And, you know, into like we wanted to be popping. Like, you know what I mean? Logan. No, and he has more of an ability to be that than we ever did. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's the exact opposite. He's like my brother. My brother didn't care about that stuff. You right. know, my father was a simple person, and that's how my brother was. And Logan reminds me of my father and my brother, just simple. And you and I were the opposite. Right. So he's not spoiled. Madison is just now starting to like things Uh you know and I think that's because she looks at me and she's trying to emulate me but for years all she wanted was a hoodie and leggings and some kicks and that's it I would try to say well Maddie do you want this or you know I think that you would look nice in this or do you want to change your style a little bit no I'm good I just want to be comfortable do you know what I mean we give her things she doesn't really ask for things so no and that she's respectful, she behaves, she listens, she never gets out of pocket, she never talks to me sideways. Our kids are not spoiled, so don't use that word. Okay, so I'll, let me rephrase that since I just got just told because off for you're four able, minutes. Just because you're able to provide for your children doesn't mean that you spoil them. Now, there are people that are able to provide Correct. and will give their children whatever the kids want and the kids can will whine, they'll beg, they'll plead, they'll kick and stomp, they'll throw tantrums, mm-hmm. they'll do things and the parents will succumb to it because they don't know how to parent their, their way out of that behavior. Right. And maybe some children are just that way and it may be hard to get them out of that behavior and some parents just don't know how to deal, they give them whatever or maybe that's just how they parent. Right. And it really can spoil a child. But ever since ours were little, I've always made it our business that they don't get anything that they don't deserve. If they act up, if they misbehave, if they talk back, if they're disrespectful, you get nothing. Right. You suffer. You go to school with those high waters and mommy won't care. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. So the reason I just got told off, guys, by the way, I don't know if you know that I was telling off, but I got told off. But the reason, I, the reason I'm saying that is because um, we give our kids a lot. You know, we give our kids pretty much whatever they want and more. And the reason is that is Gia and I was talking. I want to see our kids enjoy the fruits of our labor. You know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people say, no, I'm going to hold it. And when I die, mm-hmm. I want to pass it on. And that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's cool. But Gia and I don't look at it like that. No. Like the reason we do a lot of the things and people will consider it over and beyond and, and past anything and too much. The reason that we do quote unquote too much is because I want to see it. I don't want to be, I don't want to see it from heaven. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to God. I don't want to see it from heaven. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> no disrespect to I don't want to hear it from my, my deathbed. I don't want to be in the hospital and be like, okay, no, I want to see Madison enjoy Whatever. the fruits of, of our label. I work fucking hard. We we both do shit that sometimes 
we work hard and we miss some of those special moments sometimes because we do provide and we try to make sure that our kids will be fine and that our kids' kids will be fine and they don't have to worry about paying for college or paying for high school or paying for this or paying for that, things that we had to pay for. And that's not a problem. We work hard. So the reason I'm saying that is because if you have kids out there, maybe it's a way that you can think because think about it. You bust your ass every day, whether you work a nine to five or you work a nine to nine, because some of y'all I know are like me that the job doesn't stop at five. You continue to work. And some of you guys out there like me and gear have more than one job, two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, and still have to take care of those kids and cook and clean mm-hmm. and all that other shit. So for myself, I want to see my kids enjoy it. I want to see, you know, my, you know, the, a couple of a months ago, my son wanted a computer, right? A gaming computer. That's what they call it, a gaming computer, right? Now I'm saying it. That's what they call it because I thought the the, the, the little, Xbox, the little boy was a game. The, the little Xbox was a gaming computer. <laughs> he says, "No, you know that. That's not what the real players use. The real players use this." Okay, you know I'm a little confused. I'm like, ain't no damn joystick. And especially for him, like he doesn't ask for anything. No, he doesn't ask for anything. You know, like his birthday, his birthday is um, three days after Christmas, and we asked him what he wanted for his birthday. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I really don't want anything. I'm the one that told him a game of computer. Yeah. Well, he just mentioned it right. at one point. Right. And then when we had this conversation about what he wanted for Christmas and his birthday, you did say, well, you know, you mentioned something about a gaming computer some time ago. You know, do you want that? Right. And he's so and that's why I guess I got a little in my feelings when you just use the word spoiled. Like, think about the conversations we had around Christmas time. Right. He was like, yeah, you know, but I, I don't think that I really need one. They're expensive and I don't want you to spend the money and it's not really worth it. And it's similar to an Xbox. I mean, people rave about it, but I really just don't want to waste your money. And I said, OK, well, what else are you even thinking about? He said, truthfully, mom, there's nothing I want for Christmas. Right. Like I go to a private a private school now and I wear a uniform, so there's no need to buy me clothes. I wear the same thing every day. In September, you already bought me my shoes and my book bags for the school year, so there's really nothing to get me, so why don't you just spend the money on my siblings? Right. That's exactly what he said. I said, Logan, you realize that means that you'll wake up Christmas morning and everybody will be opening up presents and you'll be opening up nothing. He's like, that's okay, just as long as we're together, you know, enjoying each other on Christmas. That That's it. I really don't want anything. I don't want to tell you to get me anything and it just goes to waste or I outgrow it. You know, like that makes me feel like, God, I want to give this kid the world. Right. You know, I don't know what to give him, <laughs> but I want to give him the world. Absolutely. But, and so, I feel I, I feel the same so way. So he wanted the computer. Go ahead. So um, I said, OK, let's let's go take a look at this computer. Now, mind you, no disrespect. I'm not into computers like that. You know, I'm me. I buy my Apple laptop. Gia has an Apple laptop. Madison has an Apple laptop. That's all I know. Apple laptops go anywhere from $1,300 to $2,200, depending on how fast it is in the RAM. So I'm expecting computer, maybe $1,000 for the computer. He's going to need a screen, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm a thinking. A monitor. A monitor. Yeah. I said screen, right? Uh-huh. So I walk in. So now I, you I know, didn't go with them because no. I didn't want to be any part of this process. Right. <laughs> So now, if if you know me, uh, you know, and and this is hard to say, when it comes to most things, I'm cheap, right? Yes, you are. I'm cheap. Uh, when it comes to my cars, I'm not cheap. When it comes to certain things, I think everything both else of us, I'm cheap. I think uh, you're cheap. I'm frugal. Okay. You you can be cheap, meaning sometimes you'll um hold you'll hold the money tight in situations that are unreasonable situations that don't make sense. And it's like, why would you be cheap in this situation? (laughs) You know, I'm frugal. I'm very mindful Mm -hmm. about money and I'm not a wasteful person. Right. I won't waste $2. If I'm spending $2, it's $2 well spent. Absolutely. And if I lose $2 irresponsibly, or if it just goes to waste that $2 weighs on my mind. I know. (laughs) I know. So I'm frugal, but we both will spend when we and where we see fit. Mm-hmm. But we're both very mindful about finances, Correct. et cetera, as I think everybody should be. Like, I don't waste food. If I order food, 
I'm going to damn well eat it. Yes. And if I can't eat it in that sitting, she's going to take it home. I'm going to take it home Absolutely. and I'm eat it for breakfast the next day. Absolutely. I just don't, you don't understand. It doesn't matter what type of food. It could be McDonald's or it could be, you know, lobster I haven't had McDonald's steak. in a very long time. Just saying. I'm just saying. But if it is fast food, I'm not wasting. Fa- I'm not wasting my meal that cost me five ninety nine. I'm not because I have too much respect for what it takes to earn money in this world I know, and, and I get it and I appreciate that I don't that. believe in wasting it I, I so appreciate that and I, and I respect that but so now, go ahead now back to so we walk so the first thing I do is if I don't know much about situation I, I ask so I asked a bunch of people people they're talking in terms I really don't know so I, I do the second best thing I put it on social media on my Instagram hey does anybody know about fucking gaming computers <laughs> and that 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 made it even more worse. Like people would just, oh yeah, you need this and that. And I was like, what the fuck is this and that? So then it became overwhelming. Then it became overwhelming. Uh-huh. So then shout to uh, CC Sabathia, uh-huh. plays for the New York Yankees. So he seen my post and he hit me, and he hit me, dog, just go to Micro Center. And I was like, what the fuck is Micro Center? Mm-hmm. And he sent me the address. So I go to Micro Center and the funny thing about Micro Center is Micro Center is literally like two blocks from the office, the real estate office. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen it in my life. I pass <laughs> by it all the time and I've never even looked over there. Okay. So um, I take Logan over there and we start looking at computers, mm-hmm. you know? And first of all, they break everything down. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like when you buy a car, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you buy a car, you know, you buy a car and then you say, all right, if you want windows, it's going to cost you an extra $20. <laughs> if you want tires, it's going to cost you an extra $30. Right, right. If you want headlights, so everything $50. was like an add on. Everything was a freaking add on. So when it came to the price, my first, it was more than you expected. Way fucking more. Right. Okay. So I was thinking, I was like, uh, is there a cheap? This is actually what I said. I said, is "Shame there, on you!" I know. I said, "Is there a cheaper version?" <laughs> the kid, the kid mentions one thing, and there you go, trying to. But the guy was shame like, on you. The guy was like, "Yeah, it's a cheaper version. It just if he wants to play Fortnite, he'll have to finish the game in a week. It'll take that long to finish the game." <laughs> so I thought about what you said, which like was? we work hard. You know, we should enjoy watching what the kids you know what we're able to provide for the kids well i got that from my mother Mm -hmm. my mother always said you know in her words i'm not gonna wait till i'm dead and gone to give you what i worked my whole life to provide or to leave you right i want to see it while i'm here right so I, i don't know if you remember we're married we have two kids i'm a grown woman in my 20s and my mother would still yeah. try to take me shopping. I loved it. All right, Gia, you know, um, why don't we go buy watches today? And I loved it. Because that was stuff that you didn't have to buy me. I loved <laughs> but it. But yeah, my mom, she's like, you know, and I'm like, mom, I'm grown. Like, I can afford my own watch uh-huh. or my own whatever. And she's like, when I'm gone, I'm going to leave you this money. Then you're going to spend it. I want to see you enjoy it. I love it. that. I want to see you wear I it. I want to see love that. you, you know live live in in a situation where you're using things that I can provide for you. She's like when I'm gone, it's as though it never happened. Right. You know? She's like if I give it to you and you want to, you know, put it to the side or if I give you money and you want to put it to the side, that's up to you, but I want to I want you to experience it while I'm alive to watch it happen. Right. And I said, okay, all right. I mean, I get that. And so, it, and that stuck with me. So yeah. I went back and I bought the the most expensive computer. Well, not the most expensive computer. The computer that they laid out with everything, <laughs> with this, with the extra screen and the camera, so he can be on Twitch and all this other shit. And when we got home, you know, we we both put it together that night. Together, we did it together hours. for hours, yeah. which was like a bonding moment. We, I mean, we was fucking shit up. We put because <laughs> we had to get a desk. We put the desk together backwards. The desk mm-hmm. was slanting, all that type of shit. But it was just good to see him enjoy it because every night he takes a little bit of time out and he plays his games and he loves it and he's screaming all over the house because he has headphones on and he can't hear. And just to say that. That is the way that Guy and I do things with our kids. And I just wanted to tell you guys, because that might be something that you may think of when you have kids or if you do have kids, that I don't want to die and I'm enjoying it. I'm looking at them in heaven. I want to be there and touch them and see them smile, see them joke, see them laugh, see them be appreciative, see them being thankful and grateful. But there is something to be said for leaving something after you go because you also do want to, you don't want to just, you know, give them everything while you're still here because you do want to set 
your kids up for their future Correct. and leave them a lump sum so that they can carry on and maybe they can invest or they can pursue a dream yeah. or whatever. But um, for people that just hold everything tight, I, I guess maybe what you're trying to say is consider um, giving them something now or you know, being able to witness them enjoy it. Small things. It could be small. Yeah, it could small be a, things, a bike. It could be a video game that she was like, well, no, no. I mean, to but see. But some people really are just all about saving, 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 saving. And while that is extremely important, I think that a little bit of spending, if you can afford to do so, is is a good idea as well. I, I don't even know how we got there, but that was just on my mind. I think that was just on your mind. And I don't I think we got like there. I think things. it was just on your mind. Well, let's get to the email of the week. Hold on, the email. What about what we were going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about that after the email. Because Why are we going to talk about that after the email? Just fall back, relax, and let me explain. Because <laughs> it's all about family and kids. So this is about the kid. And the next That's thing- not about family and kids, what we were going to talk about. Are you listening to me? I said this email is about to oh, be. Okay. So I don't want to go off topic to come back off. So we're going to stay in the same vein. Okay, well, we were having a conversation right before we cracked the mics and maybe 30% through the conversation, Rashawn said, you know what? Let's just finish this conversation on the podcast. Right. I was like, it's going to take you time to get the equipment because you have to go down to the car and get all the podcast stuff um, from the valet and then bring everything up. I was like, we're in the middle of the conversation. Let's finish it now. He's like, no, no, no. Let's just finish it on the podcast. We're going to get to that conversation. I didn't say we weren't. That's why I said- just- that's why I said I'm just mentioning because I don't want you, I don't want to mention people have no idea what we're talking about. Well, so I'm just prefacing. Thanks. That's why I said this podcast is going to be a little different. It's going to be a little all over the place, but people will understand. Okay. So let's ahead. get to the email first because the email is about a lady's son. So I was like, since we're talking about our family, we'll do that and then we'll go to the the, okay, ru- the rubber sure. tug. All right. As you wish. Rub and tug. I meant. All right. Now she says I should rub and tug. That's after this. What's a rub and tug? I've never heard that. Rub and. Pff- Tug. They can't see you, but I they got, knew what, I I got what you meant by the gesture. <laughs> they, knew awesome. what, they knew what I meant. Okay, great. I've never heard that. Go okay. ahead. All right. I should have been stronger. Dare, Envy, and Gear. I first would like to say both are awesome and I enjoy the podcast. So to give you a very short backstory, I'm a single mother of an energetic, playful and talented six year old boy. I am also currently under the stress of paying for uh, an upcoming wedding in April. Everyone has the same descriptive word of my son, which is happy. Now he attends a predominantly white elementary school. He is in the first grade and the youngest in the class. Yesterday I was giving him compliments. He said some things that completely broke my heart. My six-year-old handsome black boy told me that he has no friends, saying all the kids hate me because I'm black and skinny. Hmm. Following that, he said he's been told by the kids that all bad guys are black and his skin looks like poop. He literally started to cry in my arms, which made me cry. I did start to lift him up right away. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice you have going forward? Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you in advance. Now, the reason I wanted to do this one is because we all have uh, kids and going to school, regardless of color, regardless of size, is always difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always the skinny kid. Mm-hmm. Skinny kid with glasses and braces. <laughs> and I really didn't think I was that attractive as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. But I had confidence. And the reason I had confidence is because my mom, my pops, and my family, not even just my mom and pops, my family, my Aunt V, you know, my Aunt Carolyn, my grandmother always instilled how strong we needed to be and how good we were. You know, they always came with compliments. You know, Rashawn, you're so smart. Rashawn, you're so handsome. Mm-hmm. Rashawn, you're so this and you're so that. You know, my Aunt V always called me Khalil. Khalil, you, that's my middle name. Khalil, you're so this, you're so that. And when I walked out that house, <laughs> that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So even if I didn't necessarily say I was the skinniest kid and I didn't wasn't diesel and I had glasses and braces, I felt like I was the best in the world. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter my skin color. It didn't matter whether I was fat, you know, skinny, braces, not glasses. I had, you know, I, I've been called everything to four eyes, to magnetic mouth, to <laughs> you name it. Uh-huh. But it never bothered me. It, it didn't bother it you. It never bothered okay. me. Because I always had those people behind me that pushed me and told me I was great. Mm-hmm. Even my cousins. And my cousins used to pick on me all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But when it came down to it, they always supported they always pushed and we always pushed each other. So 
to this lady, I know it's difficult uh, being uh, a young minority or young black child in a predominantly white school. I know that's very difficult because our kids have to go through it. Gia and I had to go through it too, but it seems like times are worse now when it seems like times should be better. Times are worse now than when we went through it with Madison and Logan? No, than when we went through it with me and you. Oh, when we were kids. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we our high school was predominantly white. Yes, but I didn't, <clears throat> in our high school, I didn't feel um, a segregation. That's why I said it's worse now. Yes. You know, you you, you explain a little bit. I'm going to turn up the heat because for some reason I'm chilly. I don't know what the hell's going on. But usually you're cold. No, you continue. I'll turn up the heat. All Go right, ahead. I turn up the heat. So when it, when it, when it came down to it, I would tell you this. Uh, I do feel like times are worse now. When Gee and I went to, uh, we went to St. Francis Prep in Queens, which is a predominantly white school. Um, we had sections of, <clears throat> of pockets of things. You know, there was a, an Italian table. There was a black table, a Guyanese Filipino table, table, Filipino table. Yes. It was so many different tables, but it just didn't seem as bad. And with our kids, I see it being a lot worse. And it's funny the way that you just described it made it seem as though it was segregated. And technically I guess it was, but it, that wasn't the sentiment behind it. No, it didn't feel segregated. Like everybody was cool, but yeah, when it, it came to the table. cafeteria, like the football kids sat together, right. like all the black kids sat together, together, the right. Philippine, like it was technically, if you go by the definition of the word, segregated in a sense, but everybody was cool. Everybody was nice. Everybody got along and laughed and joked in the hallways and hung out outside of school and whatnot. So it was cool. Now, it just seems as though like racism and segregation and discrimination talking, put on a and um, <laughs> prejudice is at a fever pitch. And I don't, I don't necessarily know what the reason is for it, I know a big part of the reason, in my opinion, is our leaders um, seem to have that frame of mind. You know, our president Absolutely. is Trump and president, huh? it seems to make racism OK. It seems to make racism acceptable. Absolutely. Um, it makes it seem as though it's an OK thing uh-huh. or as though it's the norm. And right now it feels as though. What people used to keep as private talk within their homes or what I call kitchen table talk. Now it's OK to bring it to the forefront. Now right. it's OK to say in public and to make jokes about and to use it as hurtful speech against you know people that are different than us in public. Now it's not a private thing. I think right. that he's made it OK. Even sexism is now more normalized you know the whole grab him by the bleep and he still is able to be voted into the presidency right it is obnoxious and it's also almost unbelievable it's almost unbelievable so you talk about a shift i think that that has a lot to do with the shift in the past couple of years but as a whole in our country, I just think that so many things, not just um, race wars, are on the decline. It just seems like we're kind of going to hell in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Things don't feel as though they're getting better. It feels as though everything is getting worse. Absolutely. Which is why it's so important to take care of our homes, to take care of our kids and to teach them, to guide them, to lead them, to be leaders and to think for themselves and and have morals and have pride and not the bad kind of pride, but to be proud of who they are and who they were raised to be. Absolutely. And that, and that I want to cut you off because I want to do this in our family a little more. And I think you should do this uh, young lady who emailed us. And I think everybody should do this. Our kids are, are beautiful mutts. That's what I love to call them, right? Okay. And the reason I say beautiful mutts is because they're mixed with so many different things. There's a little bit of, of, of a little bit of everything. You know, of course, I'm full African-American. I'm full black. Gia has a little bit of everything. She's Jamaican. She's Chinese. She's uh, Puerto Rican. And there's one more I always forget. And, and a little bit of Scottish. <laughs> Madison and Logan know so much about our background, you know, know so much about their history as far as 
uh, a lot of the black side, mm-hmm. you know, that's from my parents and, and just tell them where it came from and, and all that. And it gives them a, a, a sense of pride mm-hmm. because they know where they came from. Okay. Um, I want to teach them and take them to where they're from everywhere. Like I want to take our kids to Jamaica and let them experience Jamaica a little mm-hmm. bit. I want to take them to China, you know, mm-hmm. and let them experience that and, and and take them to Puerto Rico and let them experience that and, and be able to hear stories of how their dad was growing up. Right. Their you grandfather, know, you mean? Their grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got to hear stories of their, you know, their, their grandparents and their grandmother and what their grandmother had to deal with. You mean with, on your side? On my side. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, it's difficult for your mom because your mom has dementia. So we have to teach them what and we know. And my father passed and away your father passed. I was 19. But so. I, I want to find that stuff out, find those pictures and let them learn so they can be absolutely positively proud. So, you know, in your case, when they go to school and somebody says you look like poop. They pretty much say, fuck you, because I know my history. I know where I came from. I know what makes me proud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what we were able to do with our kids. And we're able to stand on that so much and, and teach them their history. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're listening in and, and you are white and you're listening and you are Jewish and you're listening and you are Puerto Rican and you're Dominican and you're Haitian and you're Jamaican. Make sure your kids know their history. And is proud of their history. Tell them why they should be proud. Okay. So I agree. Okay. So in your response to the email, basically, um, to sum it up, I would say that you're saying teach them their history. Yes. And continue. And and encourage them. Make sure that they're proud of who they are. Absolutely. Where they come from. Absolutely. Educate them. Yes. And fill them up with love. Yes. Okay. I think that that's the first step. Okay. However, I don't know. Oh, you got to go check. She got. Oh, go ahead. Because she got to go to their school and go check that little girl and check that little girl's parents. And you got to have. Is, I don't think it's just one little girl. Since he has a friend saying all the kids hate me because I'm black. Following that, he said all he's been told kids. by the kids that all the kids, the bad guys are black and the skin yes. looks. Okay. Yeah. You got to go check yes. that class. Yeah. Okay. So the mother can obviously go and complain. Make the teacher and the principal aware of what's going on. They got to be more than complain. What do you suggest? I mean, I don't know how how this can happen, but I think first of all, we have a problem. I have to go. Yeah, I do have to go to the school. But for that class, we need to bring somebody in there that's going to talk to these kids about okay. about different backgrounds that's why i like with our kids they have international day right and i think Mm -hmm. we need to do that more where is so many kids get to talk about their different cultures yes our babies uh madison not madison uh london London and brooklyn just had international day at their school where they celebrate all of the backgrounds of all of the kids in the class they dress up in their native garbs and um they bring in foods from you know their backgrounds their heritages so you know london and brooklyn brought in all types of different foods because we have so many different things they brought in empanadas they brought in uh we didn't bring in empanadas West Indian food. We, brought in, they brought in jerk chicken we brought rice. in flan we brought in um uh, beef patties right. we brought in paella like we brought in all different types of foods for them correct um but they dress up and they go on the stage and then all the parents come and you know there's italian so there's lasagna and there's asian so there was dumplings there's all types of different things so all the kids and the parents go and they eat all the food and it's nice because at a young age you're kind of teaching children unity and although we're all different it's beautiful oh, me, and we can share right. our heritage with one another. Like we're all one. Let me so t- that's nice. Let me, but- let me cut you off about this school and, and to this lady. One of the, the worst mistakes that I made is feeling like I wasn't sure if I didn't like the school or not and not transferring the kids out. What are you talking about? Our kids were in a school near our home. Okay. And we took them out of that school and put them to a school that was out of the way a little bit. Right. That was the best decision, I think, that we made for London and Brooklyn. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And the reason being is the school near our home was predominantly white, but the teachers were predominantly white. 
The teachers were all white. Mm. Yeah. They were about 90% white. At the very least, they seem right? white, right? The new school, which we brought them to, is still predominantly white. But it has so much more diversity the, amongst the, the students staff, and the, the teachers. The, te- yes. the staff is diverse. Oh, yes. Like there is Spanish, Muslim, uh, African American. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, I mean, Caucasian. There's there's so many different faces. I don't even know what they are. Yes, but I love it because it's yes. a different way, and it and it and, and it makes me really, really in like that school so much better. I I mean, I just love their school. Period, and everyone there is amazing. But yes, to me, it's just more beautiful. Correct, and it's more nurturing for your children mm-hmm. when they get to experience diversity because it inadvertently teaches them sensitivity correct and it teaches them wisdom at a younger age Mm -hmm. and it just it just it just it unfolds that way when you are in a class with kids from different backgrounds and their parents come and they're from different backgrounds and the parents come and they're nice you and they say hi you just um you develop a sensitivity yeah. and an understanding and that becomes your normal. And with Madison and Logan, they didn't have as much of an advantage. Really, all that they saw was um, Caucasian. Correct. Because really, that's just, that's our town. Right. That's our town. There might be a little drop here, or here drop there, right. of, you know, others and we're others, right? Our kids are others. There might be a a handful literally a handful in the entire school right and that's not good for them and that's not good for caucasian kids either right that's not good for any kids nobody at being all. in an environment where your own is all that you see i don't think this is just my opinion uh-huh. i don't think that that's the best way to raise children can great children come out of those environments of course but i think that there is a better way so now when you're responding to this email yes of course we all know it starts in the home we say that too it starts in the home and that's true but let me tell you what i can't stand what's that baby i can't stand giving a general answer a blanket answer a blanket opinion about everything i like to think about reality and what really flies and what really works. Okay. And in my opinion, yeah, you teach your, your children to be proud. You educate them about where they came from. Wonderful. Correct. So she can do that with her son. So he's supposed to go to school with this armor of pride. Right. He's a little kid. One years old. Probably. No, he's not. He's in the first grade. So he's, he's in the first grade. So what's that? He's six, 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 seven, six or seven, six, six, probably. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's where it starts. Correct. That's the seed. That, in my opinion, in most cases, of course, there's exceptions to everything. Nothing's absolute, right? But that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That child is going to go to school, even if the school does its due diligence and brings in someone or people or a team or have programs to promote unity and acceptance and all of that great thing, all those great things. Yeah. Like that, that'd be great. But racism is learned in the home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, I think that it also come may come by way of nature as Uh well. Maybe I can see it being a human being's natural way to be afraid or standoffish when they see something that is different than them. Right. So some of it is nature. And I think the greater part of it comes in the home. If you see your parents around a a diverse group of people, then that becomes your normal. If you yourself are around a diverse group of people, that becomes your normal. But if you're at home and all you see is people that looks like you, that's your parents, you know, not making it their business to expose you. Or if they can't really expose you because maybe that's just not their world, they don't take opportunities to teach you right. acceptance and that everyone is equal. You know, when they see something on TV, they don't pause it or they don't, you know, stop and say, hey, you know, look at this child. This child looks different than you. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. They don't take those opportunities to educate their kids 
That's a problem. That's a problem. So that's what I mean by it starts in the home. I'm not necessarily saying that, and I do think this is the case in some situations, but I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, kids are, you know, walking through their living room and hear their parents using racial slurs, even though I I know that that does happen on both sides. And I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about black people. I'm talking about Muslim people. I'm talking about white. I'm talking about everybody. You, I've been in situations where I've been in other people's homes and you hear racist statements. I was on the plane yesterday and someone we were talking to made an overtly racist statement and thought that it was okay. A stranger that was sitting near us and thought it was okay. Racism has kind of been normalized and I find that parents aren't doing what they need to do in their homes to make sure that they're they're not raising racist children. Correct. So, yes, it does start in the home. But sometimes it's 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 more than that. We have, we have to do more than that. In this situation with the emailer, mm-hmm. if this little boy is the only black child in the class or one of them and he's being targeted to a point where he comes home and he's hurt right. because of what children are telling him and how they are making him feel day to day, that negative seed has already been planted. So now the poor child has to be deprogrammed. Correct. And what you suggested has to be implemented more strongly if it hasn't already been implemented. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, and this is my opinion, and you know, I am not someone that suggests running from a problem. I believe in tackling problems head on. I believe in being strong. I believe in standing up to bullies. I believe in all of that wholeheartedly. But when I'm talking about my six-year-old child Mm -hmm. who's being targeted at a school and it's hurting his self-esteem, now he's insecure. He feels as though all black people are bad because that's what he's being told. You can't be untold those things. You can't unfeel those feelings. Those seeds of negativity have already been planted and now he needs to be reversed out of that situation. So I'm not going to lie. My only concern, my only priority in her situation would be my son Uh and to make sure that he feels differently. Jackson's four. And if in two years he was experiencing that, I would take him out of the school Mm. and I would make sure that he got put into a school that was diverse and that there were a lot more people that looked like him so that he would understand this is normal. That might be difficult. This is the real world. That might be real difficult. This is okay. And I am beautiful and my peers are beautiful. That's easy to say. What do you mean that's that's easy easy to to say? say? Because even with us, right, it would be difficult to put any one of our kids into a school that there are more minorities and more black kids, more Spanish kids. It would be difficult because Mm -hmm. of the area we live. It would be it would be almost impossible. It wouldn't be almost impossible. That's an exaggeration. It would be difficult. Difficult, correct. Because that would mean that we would have to get up and drive outside of probably what's comfortable for us every day to bring them to a school that's more suitable for them. But if our kids were experiencing what this child was experiencing, damn right I would do it. Because the only thing that would matter to me would be the emotional stability and self-esteem of my child. Listen, there were things that I experienced as a young teenager in high school that changed me. Right. That changed me. There was things that I saw, personalities that I experienced that shaped Uh how I moved through the world, that shaped my opinions, my thoughts and feelings about a lot of different things. I may view people in situations differently because of people that I experienced in high school. You know, I know, I know and are acquainted with girls that were bullied, picked on, made to feel inadequate in high school that grew up. And I mean, these are good people that grew up as inadequate adults Mm -hmm. because of not being popular in high school, being made fun of in high school, people picking on the way that they looked. Meanwhile, they damn well looked fine. Right, absolutely. But those are scars. And what we experience when we're when we're little and when we're teenagers, it really shapes the kind of adults absolutely. that we become. And believe, listen, nobody can tell me any different. Some people are able to break those chains and to get away from it or 
somehow um, live their way out of it, or maybe they have other experiences that are that counteract what they experienced earlier on in life. Some people are lucky, but most people, you know, you go through life like dominoes. One hits the other and it hits the other and it right. hits the other. Absolutely. And you just move forward in a particular direction. And it's not too many people can veer from that direction. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you see that your child is experiencing something in their early years, you go to the store and you buy a new set of dominoes. Mm-hmm. You redirect that. If you can, because it listen, if you don't, the results could be devastating. Like this child can be ruined right. if he's not redirected and you, he can go through his whole life thinking that he's not good enough. Right. He's not smart enough. He's not attractive enough that, and I'm just going to say it, that white people are better than him. Mm-hmm. He can literally feel that way. White people are better than me right? because those seeds have been planted. So personally, I don't really feel that any specialist, I mean, and I mean, that that would be a great step for the school to take, but I don't think that any specialist can come in and change how that kid is feeling. Right. So I would take him out of the school. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I I think we kind of try to hit every angle of that and keep us posted because I would love to know what happens and what you do and, and how it's working out. Yes. Now, um, we were supposed to talk about something, but we're already an hour in. You can't do that. Yes, we can. We could just we could tease until the next, if that's okay with you. I don't like teasing. You're in this teasing business. I don't like teasing. Teasing is work because people uh, look forward to it to the next podcast. We're already an hour in, so that's going to. So are we going to finish the conversation? No. So now I, we can't even have the conversation nope. until next week. Until next week, yes. Shane, you know, uh, next week is a couple days. It's three days. Okay, okay, three okay. Days. It's not as bad because today is Saturday, right? So when is this going to drop? Today or I'm, I'm going to try to get it out today. Okay. All right. So we'll just tell you the next uh, podcast. We're going to talk about uh, prostitution <laughs> and not not sex trafficking. That's totally different. We're going to talk about prostitution, people paying for hand jobs and head and sex pussy yes come on Rashawn. we're gonna talk about that next episode all right so we'll talk about it because you know we both feel differently about things do we feel differently maybe we didn't finish the conversation so i don't even know and gia understands a couple things that i was surprised that she actually understands really yeah okay all right so we'll talk about it uh our next podcast and also i want to tell you guys that you know a lot of people have been hitting us and you know been sending prayers you know gia and i uh, we did the in vitro thing. They shot the baby in her Come last on. week, uh, week Come and a half. On. So we will know this week if if the baby took or not. You're. <laughs> my, my explanation is crazy. They get it. They understand. <laughs> if the baby took or not. If the baby, if she's okay, pregnant or not. So on Monday, I find out if I'm pregnant or not. So we'll let that's, you guys know on the next the podcast. long and short of it. So pray for us and hopefully that you are pregnant. Yes. Um, yes. Please keep us in your prayers. Absolutely. Yes. All right. It's time to get up out of here. Um, I'm going to the gym. Gia's going to get ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you guys for riding with us and supporting. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. All right. Well, I'm, I was about to say I'm Gia Casey. Really? I'm, I'm DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles. Doodles.